Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Six, I realize you guys don't have reading capacity. You have to read it from memory. So, I will read for you. That means you need to listen in. For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Amen. Thank you, Father, for your word. The entrance of your word brings light and gives understanding to the simple. And that's our testimony. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, the writer says in Ezekiel 2-2, is it 2-2? That the spirit entered into me as he spake or spoke to me. Yeah? And set me on my feet and I heard him who? spoke to me. We are, this, we are not going to go into the depth of that verse, but just to tell you that when you're listening to a message, especially if it's from the word of God, things can and things do happen to you that are beyond your intention. It might be that you are used to a system where you take notes as if it was a chemistry lesson for purposes of revision when the exam comes. Now I know that many of you, some of you used to take notes in church and when the exam didn't come, uh, you don't even know where they are. The thing though with church is that the exam is not a paper. The exam is life itself. You find that the things that you are taught are the things that carry you through the changing seasons of life. And that's why when we teach, we don't just teach a lecture. We don't just give the points. But we try and teach you the word of God, hopefully hoping that the Holy Spirit is doing something in your life. Am I making sense? So as I teach today, good things are going to happen to you. Yeah, like the writer in Ezekiel said, the spirit entered into me. When, no, he wasn't intending for the spirit to enter him. He was just shocked that this, you know, being was talking to him. But as he was talking to him, what happened? 
the Spirit of God started entering. This person was listening. So uh, that's what happens when I teach. The Spirit enters people. They become happy. They go and forgive the people who offended them. They go and reconcile with their spouses. They go and buy things for their neighbors. They go and honor their parents. They go and give kameza to their wives. Where is the wife's union? Yes. The wife's union. Yeah. Yours what? No, 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 no. Of course they give, but I'm talking to those who, who receive. So good things happen. People get healed. People start wondering why they no longer have certain dreams or habits and other such things. People stop being fearful. Jesus said that the, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And because I'm here in the name of Jesus, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Hey, yes. That's in John 6, 63. In Proverbs 4, 20, it says, My son, attend to my words. In, eh? Give it, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. I was teaching here in the 1130 last week. By the way, you can stay for the 1130. It's for us, the young people. It's the youth experience. Yeah, this service is for the rich people. The rich people. So I'm talking to the rich people. The 11... <laughs> what a shock. The 1130 is for the young people. This one is for the rich people. 11.30, young people. So when you're both young and rich, both services. Glad to see you, Pastor Anthony. All the way from Worship of Kungu. Hey, we are honored to have some location pastors here who will be flying to their respective locations for the next garage. Pastor Dennis, Pastor Flo, the birthday girl. You're looking good. Yeah, where is Pastor Steve? Oh, he's in Mac India. This church planting thing, you look for people, they are nowhere to be seen. Pastor Fiona, doctor, is here with us from downtown. Of course, Pastor Angie, Pastor Blesso, who has a new venue at Makere. Hey, his right leg is shaking. That's true. He's pastoral. Now, for those of you who don't know how to have fun in church, you are in the right place. Vanga here. Eh? We don't know those things of Simanyi, what Jesus died and he didn't resurrect. No, ah, no, 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 no. Yes. So don't look like you walked out of Ezekiel, even though I'm quoting Ezekiel. Yeah. Be as if the book of Acts. So I was telling you that when you go to church, next time you go to church like you've come today, have a great expectation of good 
things because while you're hearing the words in English, what is coming your way is much more than the English. Oh yeah, all the interpretation you're receiving in Luganda. What's coming your way is spirit and life. What's coming your way is life changing. I had a, a marriage not to write home about for three years. Three. Now, usually I tell people, sometimes you need to stay long enough for the thing, redemption to come. Sometimes. Sometimes, even when you've waited redemption, I don't know, but I was lucky. Redemption came. Three years. Just gnashing. You know that other place Jesus talks about? Weeping and gnashing of teeth. That was our marriage. Yeah. It didn't wait for the end times. <laughs> and then we did the discipleship evangelism course with John Cato. Just coming every Tuesday, listening to a 10-minute video clip and, and going through scripture, discussing. Three months. After three months is when I realized what happened to our marriage. What happened to us? How come we are happy? How come we are no longer quarreling? Can I have some volume on these fields because they are my effective monitors right now? We are no longer quarreling. We are happy. We are okay. Eh? You know when you're okay, like, what happened to all the confrontation? While I, we were there attending every Tuesday, the spirit was entering. Both of us. Yes. This year we are going to be married. 19 years. Oh yeah. And every time we, we go around with her, especially in outside countries, and then we say we have been married 19 years, they say, you married when you're so young. I'm like, yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to a place one day with Pastor Ari. We were going to commiserate with a family. They had lost a loved one. And we were with Pastor Ari and Pastor B3. And uh, I don't know who else we were with. So, with Pastor Angela. Yeah, Pastor Angela. The three of them. The three musketeers. So, we were there, you know, greeting the people. It was about maybe five years ago. So this lady starts asking, are you students? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is that she's talking to people who have three children each. <laughs> are you campuses? I almost said, you know, that's when you keep quiet. You're a pastor, don't lie. Short, short. Yes. Yeah. I'm telling you, God is real. God is real. When Abraham was 75 years old, he went somewhere with his wife. And the king of that place, they started sending rumors to his palace. There is a hot babe in town. Hmm? Miss Egypt. 
she's my sister. Now, here is what you have to learn from it. If Abraham was looking so old and Sarah was looking so young, she would have said she's his my they would have thought she's his daughter. But by the time they swallowed the lie that she's a sister, it means they both looked young and 75. Ish. It's the gospel. Good things happen to people who believe that God loves them. And this morning, you'd better be one of them. Because I am one of them. So are you. So let us praise the Lord. Peace. Yeah. Father Abraham had many sons. One of them. So, Lord, those who are online and you're only hearing bits, please forgive us. It's the Father Abraham song. Now, <laughs> Romans 5. Let's see if we can get somewhere before the time runs out and we are still banging Kabozi. For when we were still without strength, huh? in due time, Christ died for the what? Hey. When we're without, you know, this Christianity thing here, huh? it's for the weak. Mm. This one, it's for the weak. Do you know that prayer is for the weak? Why would you call for help if you can manage the situation? Yeah. If you are attacked by someone and you can beat them, there is no need to call for help. Prayer is simply calling for help. Prayer is for the weak. Christianity is for the weak. Those who can't save themselves. Those who are without strength. Those who recognize that they are ungodly. Those who have already tried and things have failed. Today is our day. Yeah. When we celebrate him who got up from that grave for us. So that we could have a chance. Now, I started getting saved in primary school. Started... Especially when I went to boarding school. Because when I was in the village, we went to the church. There was no Sunday school. So you'd just sit there and listen to all these hymns and all the selling of the items. And uh, etc. And the message which you never understood. And there was never an altar call. The assumption was if your parents were saved, or rather, if your, pa- not say, if your parents were Christians, you are a Christian, so let's go. That was the assumption. You are baptized. Now, of course, that's a bad assumption because it's not biblical. So, when I went to boarding school, we were introduced to this idea of having a personal relationship with Jesus from around P5, primary 5. Now, of course, the preachers of those days, they were very conscious of the end times and the soon coming 
return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the message was short and effective. A bit akin to that of Jonah in Nineveh. Yet for today's. So after only five minutes, you could almost smell hell. And so when the altar call was made, there was no delay. <laughs> you, just, you just go. <laughs> yeah. You better be on the safe side of this whole thing. Yeah. And then you hang on, you hang on, then you go home for holidays. And by the time you come back the next time, you need a refill. You need an, a what? An upgrade of your software. It's like you forgot. <laughs> you forgot your commitments. So while you're at school that time, another evangelism team comes around like the worship harvest ones which go to schools and guess who is moving forward? Yeah, it's like, this is bad. What happened? <laughs> That's why I said I started getting saved in primary school. So I got saved many times. Because like Paul writes in Romans 7, which we have examined way too much, I desire God after the inward man, but I find another law working in my members. So I used every opportunity to try and put things right. So I think around senior three, senior five, is when things started stabilizing. Even then, it wasn't a case of going forward every time, but if they called for backsliders, <laughs> the chances are high you would go forward. Am I making sense? Huh? Reverend Stephen, so good to see you. We are. Now, the chances are high. Now, what was the problem? The problem was that I hadn't, I, 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 I had received the evangelist, but I hadn't received teaching that this thing is not based on your performance and your failures, which are expected and guaranteed almost. Take me back to Romans 5. Huh? It, we, we had not fully processed the idea that being a Christian, the thing was based on someone else's input and that it was by faith. He, wrote, he says in Romans 3, 19, 20, 21, thereabouts, Romans 3, 19, 20, 21, We'll, we'll stabilize on our scripture later. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and, the, and, the, and all the world may become guilty before God. We didn't understand that the law was just there to show you how bad you are and how much you need 
savior. We thought we needed to try and keep things right. Now, the more you tried, the more you failed. I don't know if I'm making sense. Jesus had 12 disciples, but two of the ones who stand out were, one was Peter, one was John. Peter assured Jesus huh, how he was going to stand with him through this whole thing. And told him, no one can touch you when I'm around. Yeah. If they want to see Galilee Boxing Club membership, let them touch you. Yeah. yeah. Galilee boxers and swordsmen. And Jesus was like, dude, three times. Yeah. By morning, you will have said, I don't know the man thrice. Oh, what a shock. So when my salvation stabilized, in, especially when I went to Mwiri, and I went to university saved. So one time I was a fresher, and I, I stayed in a dangerous hall of residence called Northcote those days. Nowadays it's called in Sibirwa. Yeah? We had an interesting uh, anthem. It's the most nonsensical anthem I've ever had all my life. It goes something like this. Oh Lord, you know I am a bachelor boy Summer holiday My lollipop Now, tell me <laughs> I can see the expressions on your faces that it does not make sense. But Northcote was a dangerous place. So one time there was a, 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 a rally in the colloquium. The colloquium was the, the space in front of the hall where all the chaos happened. When they arrived. So I went to this. There were rallies for nothing. Just people waving branches. We go, we go nowhere. So I'm there in the colloquium as a fresher. And some guy walks up to me and says, You, are you saved? I said, no. Hey. Yeah. Yes. Hey. I didn't even think twice about it. I just knew this sounds like martyrdom. I'm not. So, in case you're here and you have never denied the Lord, you're looking at someone who has ever denied the Lord. Oh, yeah. So these things of Peter, I know it. <laughs> I, I, I understand Peter. You, you can judge Peter all you want. Yeah. In broad daylight. No, I'm not. Ish. So there were two disciples, Peter and... <laughs> so Peter assures Jesus, I'm going to beat them. What? What? Yeah, once things get, get, got tight, he took off. They kept asking him, you sound like, no, 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 he swore. Now, yeah, there is another guy called John. He, he calls himself the one whom the Lord loved. That John, when Jesus was on the cross, of all the 12 disciples, he was the only one who made it there. 
It was John and Jesus' mother. Because mothers, you know. Yeah, they go all the way. They are the only ones who stuck through to the foot of the cross. Do you know why you don't enjoy Christianity or salvation? You are there trying to prove to God how much you love him. He knows you don't. So just, yeah. yeah. I love you, Lord. He's like, give him sweets. Let him go and play. Yeah. He knows you love yourself more. <laughs> Isn't it so glorious? You're denying also. You think you love him more than you love yourself. You wait when blood start flying and then you'll see. People, you wonder why they are broke when they could have made a lot of money being athletes. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, these things are real. In church, everyone wants to pretend to be Isaiah the prophet. No, no, no. Isn't that why for us we take life easy? We've been through all these things. Yeah. We know that we are here by grace. If it wasn't for God, I would be somewhere sinning at with the degree exponential 10. Yeah, even you. You probably came after sinning a little, little bit. Even that is grace. You would be these other sinners who, even when you hear about it, you're like, these ones are giving sin a bad name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even the sinners, they're like, there should be boundaries within sinning. You know, you can't go. Yeah, this is too much. They're making us sinners look bad. <laughs> Get uh, 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 verse 20. <laughs> Therefore, by the deeds of the law, yeah, doing the right stuff, no flesh will be justified in his sight. Justified is just like no, no beef. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Verse 21 is very hopeful. But now, the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. Right standing with God is through faith in Jesus Christ. And if I had known that, I would not have kept going forward to get saved every time because I would have known that the first time I did it was sufficient all that was needed is being discipled so I live like what I have confessed. Am I making sense? Now take me back to Romans 5 where we started. So he says, when we are without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Christ died for the ungodly. Next time you're walking around and you're feeling ungodly, like after you nearly knocked that border guy and some stuff escaped your mouth. And then you first look at this and 
I hope no one has heard this. <laughs> You're the one. You're the one that he died for. You kick the cart. You know, there can be that pending assignment. You're supposed to hand in at work. You find yourself kicking the cart. Yeah. Like, what has the cart done? It didn't give you the assignment. You are the one he died for. Yeah, he anticipated how you would feel in the pressure of life. Yeah, no one gets up in the morning saying, me, I'm going to be ungodly today. I'm going to show them I feel like being ungodly. No, 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 no. Everyone thinks they want to do good. But by the time that day is over, yeah, most of your prayer is confessions. How did a good person like me turn out like that? Oh, yeah. You ask those who are married. They will tell you how a good person like your wife or your husband. (laughs) Why did the devil pass to enter this one? So nice. Hey! You know when you're married, I'm told, no, when you're married. I'm not told, I know. (laughs) Married people approach their problems two ways. There is the rhino approach and there is the porcupine approach. Yeah? The rhinos, they attack, they charge. Yeah, you find the socks in the plate. Where are the socks in the plate? Every day, what? Then the responses. Hey, before you know it, the neighbors are being invited. That's the rhino approach to conflict in marriage. You speak it out, the volumes get louder, you charge. Uh, you, 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 you also even, even you yesterday you also left the shoes wherever. Yeah, the auntie Danu brought the folk on the TV. No, I brought it. It was supposed to be an uh, an aerial. Ah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, that's the rhino approach. And all the non-rhino people think rhino people have a problem, but the 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 other approach is the porcupine. Yeah, porcupine. Ish. Oba, you would rather stay with rhino. Because porcupine, the porcupine, it just rolls into a ball with thorns sticking out like this. So there is total silence. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, okay. Do you know okay is the most ag- na- aggressive, non-aggressive? What do they call that? Eh? Passive-aggressive word in the English language is okay. When someone says okay, you don't know. It's not. It's likely not. Okay. I train all the people I work with not to use that word with me. Yeah, if you're going to do it, say on it, or got it, or moving on it, swiftly on it. Oh, but okay. I tell you, there is this one. Sin. 
sin. S E E N. How am I supposed to interpret the fact that you've seen the message? Like a teacher with a red pen. Sin. Yeah. It's as if see me. Noted. Noted. Stop that stuff. You're not going to be promoted if you use that stuff. It's so redundant and no, no movement, nothing kinetic about noted, okay, or seen. Yeah. Try on it. Consider it done. Action being taken. Gladly. Expect a result in two hours. Is far more advanced than noted. Seen. Okay. I was telling you about the porcupine approach. You might forget. Rolls into a bowl. There is silence. All the answers are one word. There is a chill in the house. Cold war. Winter. Winter in the savannah. Lord shedding. You try and touch. Blood everywhere. <laughs> Blood all over. Yeah, no touching. <laughs> By the time you warm it up to say, okay, can we can the thorns go down and where did how did you reach this place? Christ died for the ungodly. <laughs> yeah. We are the ones Christ died for. Instead of telling our spouses exactly what the problem is, we just roll into a ball and put the thorns out. Oh. Killing me softly with his thorns. Killing me softly with his thorns. Killing me softly with his thorns. <laughs> Verse 7, you guys, we have to go. Verse 7. For, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. I believe like we would benefit from another version at this point. Try the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation is coming up anytime, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Now, who of us would dare to die for the sake of a wicked person? Huh? We can all understand if someone was willing to die for a truly noble person. Next verse. But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place. Why we are still lost and ungodly? Wow! So it says, for scarcely for a righteous man. Yeah, there are some people who, if they were in danger, you would consider putting your life on the line for them. 
Yeah, like if you are in the, who are those guys? Secret service. Hmm? And it's the president of the U.S. You, you would consider. I said of the U.S. That's where the secret service comes from. Don't bring me issues here. Now, today is Easter, so this joke is not on you. Don't hear it the wrong way. It's just a joke that came. So there was this brother who used to go to church only on Easter and Christmas. So the pastor, it was that church where he stands at the door and shakes hands with everyone who comes out. It's very hard here because there are four doors. You don't know which direction the drinks are and people are just so. So I usually stand here. The sheep who want me to see them, they have to come forward. I can't, we'll be lost. So, he, he sees this brother. Hey, brother, good to see you. You should join the army of the Lord. And he's like, pastor, I'm already in the army of the Lord. I was like, but I only see you twice a year. It's like, I'm in the secret service. If you don't laugh at my jokes, people will not laugh at your jokes. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, how did we get here? Secret service. Yeah. If you are in the secret service, you dare to die for that. Yeah. But imagine you are in the secret service. And then you're dying to, to save Bin Laden. Yes. That's what Jesus did. Like saving, dying for the enemy. Hey! Yeah. Babies, babies. Hmm? Babies. They are the most righteous version, naturally, righteous version of human beings there are. So everyone will, if you found a baby crawling across the road here in Naria, even in all your evilness, eh, you will do something about it. You will put your life on the line. Stop the tracks! Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. To save. Yeah, like, this is an innocent person. Now, if you see a guy with a bottle, a brown bottle with a brand I will not name, staggering like this across the road, you are not going to put your life. Like, yeah, you just abuse. Why, why do you drink the water now? That's what Jesus did. He 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 sees the drunkard and instead of abusing, he puts his life on the line. Oh yeah, because sin is... Yeah. He says, but God demonstrates his own love 
Pastor Angie and Pastor Blessed get ready for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9. Much more than having now, when now being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from our throne. The mistake we make, we think that we came in on just as I am, but we are going to stay in on I gotta get it right. That hymn is not there. You say, you come in, just as I am, just as I am, without one plea. But the heart, thy blood was shed for me. And now the beats become to thee, oh love of God, I come, I come. Then when we get saved, we think it is about you got to get it right, otherwise God is going to kick you with his soul. Boom. <laughs> he says, if when we were sinners, he loved us that much, now that we are his children, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Amen. Yeah. All the conversations a parent has with their child about growing up, passing their grades, behaving well, it is, they have nothing to do with the child becoming their child. There's the, the, the sonship of being a daughter is already assumed before we talk about your grades. Now, some people in church, when we start addressing the grades, or oh, why your your behavior doesn't match even a little bit in the life of Christ, you think we are judging you on your faith. No, we are not judging you on your faith. We are encouraging you in your faith. And you have to know the difference. Amen. So don't be confused about what God has done for you, for us in Christ. <sighs> Look at verse 10 as we finish. It's even Beautiful, uh, if such a word exists. He says, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more. How many times have you seen the word much more? Much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. That's how we are saved, by his life, not our pride. And then I'm going to finish with verse 11. God help me finish with verse 11. He says, not only that, but we also rejoice. Where does joy come from? This understanding. The saddest Christians are the ones who think they are responsible for their own salvation and what and what. You are going to be so sad and then you make everyone else sad. Joy comes from knowing what Christ has done. And says we have received the reconciliation. We are no longer enemies. We are no longer those people that God doesn't want to relate with. We are his beloved children. Amen. And that's what God did for us 
in Christ. Hey! Praise the Lord. Can we just stand up and appreciate Apostle for that very, very, very good word. And now can we celebrate the Lord because His presence is with us this morning. What a timely word. What a timely word for us today. As God was speaking through Apmo, yeah, as God was speaking, I got the real sense. So three things. The first that there's one of the people who knows that they are loved by God truly, truly, truly loved by God is Apostle. And I got the sense that there's like some sort of redemption happening. That people have been walking around with the weight of condemnation. People have been walking around with the, the weight of just not being accepted. You've been walking around with the weight of failure. And Apostle was teaching, I felt like there was a release. A release. A release. And we're going to respond in two ways. That's the second thing we'll do. You're going to sow into this word. Okay, but then we're also going to pray. But before we do that, there are people in this room. Apostle was teaching and was saying, but God demonstrates his love towards us that while we were still sinners, God died for the ungodly. He did not wait for you to start reading the Bible. He did not wait for you to say sorry. He did not wait for you to start praying deeply. He did not wait for you to plant a church. He did not wait for you to, to drop the addiction. He died for you. He was thinking about you. And he's saying that, can you just say yes? Can you receive my love for you today? You're in the car, you're in the kitchen preparing an Easter meal. <laughs> you're at one of our hosting centers. You're at one of our locations. You're in this room today. And you have never said yes to the love of God. You have never received him as your Lord and your Savior. A Savior is one who takes you out of a situation. You're not your own Savior. He is your Savior. He's the one pulling you out of that pit. You've never said yes to being born again. You think it's complicated. You think, I don't know what you think it is. Today is your day of salvation. Today is the day you're saying yes to being born again. This is your day. And wherever you are, in this room, in the gallery, at our locations, in the car, online, I'm going to invite you to put up your hand and say, yes, today I get born again. Yes, today I receive you, God, as my Lord and Savior. Just put up your hand. Put up your hand. What an amazing day to get born again on the day of resurrection. Just put up your hand. Put up your hand. Put up your hand at the locations. I see your hand, my brother. Can we celebrate? Can we celebrate? You, you, I see your hand. I see your hand. I'm going to ask the pastors, please walk to those guys and come forward with them. There's a celebration in heaven. There's a celebration in heaven. There's a celebration in heaven. Just bring them forward. At the different locations, you can come forward. You can come forward. We want to pray with you. We want to celebrate with you that on the day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, you have risen with him in Christ. 
Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. There's someone out there, you're worried and concerned because you're like, I don't want to leave my church. You are invited. You're like, I don't want to come to go to a Mulokole church. That's the word in your head. You're not being born again into worship harvest. You're being born again into the family of God. And I know you're still out there. I'm going to give you a few seconds. You may be at one of the locations. Just put up your hand. God is welcoming you. There's a celebration in heaven. The angels are singing. Just put up your hand and come forward. God's love is reckless. <laughs> he doesn't wait for you to be perfect. He loves you even when he knows you might hurt him. We're going to pray together. Praise the Lord. I'm excited to see men in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And because you're born again, your families are going to get born again. You're the starting point. Your, your families, I get the sense to tell you that the shame is gone, the troubles have ceased. There's going to be life in your families. Things that you've been struggling with have ended now. You have brought salvation to your whole family. So just pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Thank you for the gift of your love. Thank you for the gift of your love. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you for your love for me. Today I am born again. Today I am born again. I choose you to be my Lord and my Savior. I choose you to be my Lord and my Savior. Take my life. Take my life. And do something significant with and it. And do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Hamia is going to go with you to the corner. He's just going to take your details because we want to walk with you. At the different locations, there's a pastor going with you just to take your details so that we can walk with you. Maybe you got born again online in the kitchen and there's no pastor waiting for you at the front. Please send a message to 775 642 449. Send a message and say you got born again today. And there's a pastor at the end of that line waiting to receive you. Second category of people. You don't need to be sad. God loves you. There is therefore now condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We don't walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And God says you're the righteousness of God. You're the righteousness of God. There is no wrath. You have received life through faith. So I'm going to invite you to sow into this word. And I'm going to invite you to just put up your hand and start praying where you are. Start praying where you are. This is your word. This is your word. You've been carrying condemnation. There are baskets at the front. You can sow into the word right now. This, the sowing is not into the sermon, but into the word that you have received. To receive freedom. To receive life. Thank you, God, for a release. There is a release. 
I see your hands, I see your hands. Thank you for salvation. Thank you because you're not mad at us, but you're mad about us. Your love for us is great. We now walk, we lift our heads up. There is no more fear. There is no more condemnation. There is no more worry. We receive you as our Savior and our Lord. We walk forward in confidence. Some of you, it has been holding you back from serving. Come and serve. Come and serve. Come and serve. Some of it has been holding you back from leading mission or communities. God is setting you free. Some of it is the thing that has been holding you back from thriving in your marriages. Go forth and thrive. There is a release. There is no condemnation. There is no condemnation. Receive the love of God. Heavenly Father, thank you. Because you're not angry at us. 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 I declare in the name of Jesus that we will walk every day confident of the love of God on our lives. We will walk every day knowing that you have called us. You have called us and we will serve you. We will walk every day knowing that even though we fall down, we can get right up again. That even though we fall down, we can get right up again because it's not about our works, but your love for us through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Um, I'm just here to, to pray for two things. The very first thing, as Apostle was speaking and sharing the testimony of his marriage, I got the sense that there are people here who are going through a similar experience where you feel like you're struggling in your marriage. We are going to pray for you. And the instruction is go back and listen to the sermon he taught last week and the sermon he taught today. They are online. Listen to them. God is going to redeem your marriage. Your marriage is not going to fail. In the name of Jesus, you will not get divorced. You're going to thrive and, uh, and you're going to last long in your marriage till death do you part. The second category of people I'm here to pray for if you are sick in any part of your body. If you are sick in any part of your body, I'd like you to touch that part if you can touch it. If you can't touch it, Just hold your heart. I'm going to declare the healing right now of Jesus. Father, we thank you for all your children. Thank you that that by your stripes we were healed. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, I release healing. I release freedom to the bodies of your children, to their minds, to the heart. Someone you've had a stomach issue for a while. I declare healing and complete freedom to your stomach in the name of Jesus. Someone you've had an issue with your right ear. I declare healing to you in the name of Jesus from today. We declare freedom. Lord, we receive healing and freedom from any form of sickness and disease. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning for your great love for us. We celebrate this resurrection because of the love you have shown us. We come against every lie and condemnation 
everyone online in this room, in the different locations and hosting centers, who has taken the lie that you don't love them for whatever reason. We confront that lie. Your word declares that every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we shall condemn. So we oh, yes. condemn that lie. And we say, you're, you're, we are your beloved. And you have drawn us and loved us. Thank you, Father, for healing us. For restoring our relationships, our marriages. Restoring our dreams, our businesses, our communities, our nation. That we are blessed people. And when you look at us, you see your righteousness, not our failures. So may that be our meditation this whole week. As we go out. That through that we'll also be able to love others and draw them into this same love. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Friends, may God bless you. May he cause his face to shine on you. May he give you peace. May you receive his overwhelming love. May there be joy in your homes and progress in your workplaces. Amen. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.